F. There, there it we is. Go. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Carrier Experience. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about things I wish I knew six years ago when I first started in, in insurance. Tune in. The Carrier Experience Podcast is a show for anyone who wants to grow their agency and be a titan of the insurance industry. Learn from a panel of experts who share their agency struggles, their experiences with the nation's best carriers, and share the marketing secrets that successful insurance agents are using today. Now, here's your host, the insurance bro, James Cias. Will that ever get old? It won't get old, dude. I love it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> when we carry things over from one podcast to another, you got to just appreciate it and love it, you know? Those are the little uh, things. It's the little things, dude. It's the little things. It's those little things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are at it yet again for another episode. Uh, thank you all very much again for joining and tuning in, listening in. So today we're going to talk about some things that I wish I knew when I first started in the insurance space. And there's so many things that I can talk about. I actually, I didn't do what you said to do, which was like to have like an outline. Oh. I'm just like, you know what? There's there's like a million things that I can choose from here. Um, I'm gonna start though with talking about customers' expectations. So Customer expectations, that's what we're gonna start off with? Is that because you got thrown into the whole uh, insurance space? No, I mean, I did get totally thrown into it, um, but even getting into it on the independent side, there were so many things that I had to learn. And, you know, along with this customer expectation, you know, I should say uh, it's customer expectations versus carrier expectations. Oh, I like that. Right. So this is this is two different things. So many of our customers and you and I, you know, before we got into the insurance space, you know, six, seven years ago, we would just go to geico.com, statefarm.com, allstate.com, insurance.com, whatever, right? We would get on these different websites. We do a quick Google search. We find somebody who's going to provide us with some auto insurance. We click, click, clack, clack, and bada bing, bada boom, we have ourselves an auto insurance policy, right? Maybe we call Geico to save 15% or more, whatever the case might be. Well, we're shopping 100% on price. 100% on price, right? 100% on price. And it's a pretty easy process. You know, you get in, you get out, and, and that's it. It's done. You have, your, you have your auto insurance policy. When I became an independent agent, I really thought that that was the way that it was supposed to go. You know, an agent walks into the door. They tell me what they want. I issue the policy. I don't ask a lot of questions. I just, you know, all right, this is what you want. Here you go. Wham, bam, had, thank you, ma'am. I had no idea what underwriting meant. Now, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I mentioned this early on that uh, when I started in the insurance space, I spent two days maybe in another insurance agent's office, uh, which was basically just learning how the systems work and learning where to put the data that I collect, hmm. right? Step number three is to collect the information that we need for our agents or uh, for, for our customers to generate that price indication. And step number four is to enter the data basically, right? Um, I didn't get a real education on what the data means, 
So nobody sat down and told me, hey, if your customer tells you that they drive 3,000 miles per year, that should be a red flag. Nobody uh, told me that. No, no, no. Well, uh, first of all, like I don't think most people understand that concept of the m- number of miles a year that they drive if they're not uh, like calculating it. Like I, I, I don't know. I know personally for me, like when I get in my car to go – you know, see how many miles I, I look at the odometer at the, uh, at the mileage marker, but I'm only looking at it when it's, when I see the little sticker on my window that says I got to go get an oil change. It's the <laughs> only time I'm really looking at yeah. the mile marker. So For sure. to even ask a client, like that's, that's like, I don't understand it myself. And then to even ask a client, that's a whole different ball. Game. 100%, 100% to, to ask a customer, how many miles do you drive per year? So many times they give me that look like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. So the carrier expectation is for us to help them make the determination. So we have specific formulas that we use. Uh, Here at our agency, we've we've simplified it. It's one-way miles to work times 500 plus 5,000, right? So you're a math teacher. If I drive 20 miles one one direction to get to work times 500 plus 5,000, how many annual miles am I reportedly driving so you say that again so number of miles 20 miles times times 500 500. so that's a thousand 20 20, oh sorry sorry it's ten (laughs) thousand come on math teacher plus five thousand fifteen thousand gives us fifteen thousand so our job as agents is to help customers figure that out Right. So if you were my customer, that's exactly the question I would ask you. Well, how many miles do you drive to work? And you would tell me 17 miles or whatever the case might be. Multiply that by 500, add 5,000. That's your estimated annual mileage. Hmm. Again, nobody taught me that. (laughs) I had to find that out after writing a bunch of policies and messing up getting underwriters calling me and saying, why did you write 3000 miles? Why did you write 5,000 miles? Why did you? And I'm over here like, well, they showed me their deck page and that's what their previous insurance said, or that's what they told me because they only live a mile away from work. You know, all of these, all of these different things are things that, that I just wasn't taught. So that's one of the big differences I think that we've done here at Pipeline Insurance is we really value that education. We want to make sure that our agents are walking in with their customers, knowing what the expectation is from the carrier so that they can ask the right questions and have the right underwriting information for those carriers. Because that's that's the big thing. We are the frontline underwriters. We are the ones who are doing the initial consultation and screening those customers. So we have to know, you know, I guess I, I, I knew from, from buying my own insurance that I had to ask if they had tickets and accidents. <laughs> you right? know, I, that, that, that gets asked to me all the time. I'm the yeah, type of guy yeah. who get three tickets in a week. Oh, oh, you got to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Knock on wood. I have not had a ticket or an accident since uh, 2017. Nice. So, knock yeah. on wood. Knock on wood. I never had a speeding ticket. I never had an accident. Keep knocking oh. on wood. Keep knocking on here that. He wood. Here he goes, the perfect big brother over here. <laughs> this guy. Hey, when, uh, when when you got that good of a streak, you got to you got to rub it in. <laughs> yep, yep, very much true. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that, that's just one of the things that I wish I knew is that there's, there's customer expectations, especially if they've shopped online or called an 800 number before and they just got their insurance right then and there. That's the customer expectation is quick, fast, painless, easy. The carrier expectations I've learned are a little bit different. They want us to have, you know, different types of documentation. You want to give somebody a good student discount? Go for it. But if you don't get the proof, if you don't get the report card or the transcript or whatever showing that they have a 3.0 GPA or better, guess what? That discount's going to be removed within 30 days. And so you look like and you lied. And then I look like the jerk, right? So uh, carriers expect documentation. One of the things that carriers do on a pretty consistent basis is agency audits. So they'll come through and they'll say, hey, here's a list of 10 customers. Why don't you go ahead and provide us with all of the required documentation? They're not going to tell you what the documentation is that you're required to provide. They expect you to know. And they expect you to have it handy. So they give you generally about 48 hours. And if you don't provide all 10 of those uh, client documents, right, or the documentation for all 10 of those customers within those 48 hours, pretty much you fail that audit. And they'll come back a month or two later and they'll say, hey, here's another audit. Did you fix your systems? And if you continue to fail those audits, guess what? You lose, you lose that carrier appointment. That's it. They expect documentation. And so that's one of the things that I wish I knew when I first started in the insurance space is that I need to talk to my customers. And if I provide a discount, such as the student discount, such as multi-policy discounts, such as an education or occupational discount, all of these different things, I need to provide proof every single time. Carriers also expect a certain minimum number of miles driven. So like I was saying before, we had that formula. Uh, that's kind of what the, what the general market sees as a standard formula. Um, another way that I've seen it written, it's a little bit more confusing. It's like uh, miles to work times two times number of days worked times number of weeks worked plus 5,000. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, right? So we just simplified it. One way miles to work times 500 plus 5,000, we get virtually the same number. You know, assuming, assuming that they, you know, drive to work Monday through Friday, 52 weeks out of the year. And, and, and think about the or 50 so, weeks so when, out of the year. When you're, when you're estimating miles, it doesn't have to be to the mile, right? So, Correct. Uh, when you're talking to your client, that's why you use those nice round figures. You can you can use the other one, which is a lot of multiplication, but you're essentially doing the same thing. Um, and that's why a lot of these carriers are also giving you those little plug-in things that you can put into your car, so yeah, that I love it those. tracks you for it tracks a lot for you. It's telematics and um, uh, telematics. I forget the the other name for it, but yeah, that chip. It's awesome. It's a little chip, right, that you put in your car. And what's it doing, really? All it's doing is tracking data. It's tracking your your habits, when you drive, how many miles you're driving, how often you're speeding, uh, like every little thing that you're doing in yep. your vehicle, it's tracking. And if you're a good driver, the proof is in the pudding. The data is going to be there 
And it is the proof that the carriers are looking for. So if you are a good driver, if you're following the rules, if you're sticking to the guidelines, then there's no reason that the documentation almost goes out the window because you got little the little data from that chip. 100%. 100%. So I think that's uh, I think we can we can kind of end that part of the conversation, uh, the carrier expectation, or I'm sorry, the customer expectation versus the carrier expectation. Uh, there's a lot more that we can definitely dig into that. Uh, but just kind of in an overall sense, that's one of the big things that I wish I knew that there is a difference between what the customer experience has typically been, especially when, when you purchase insurance online versus what <laughs> Nate proof Versus we're not, what we're the not talking, uh, alcohol proof here. We're talking, uh, <laughs> we're talking <laughs> evidence. <laughs> yes. Not the uh, hundred proof uh, or 80 proof or whatever. Uh, good stuff. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that, that big difference between what the carriers want us to do and what the, what the customer customers come to expect. Customers have come to expect that instant gratification that just, you know, there's no need to wait. There's no need to do anything. Um, and there are still companies that we can do that with. But when we are talking about, you know, being the trusted advisor and making sure that we have everything in line with our preferred carriers, we tend to take a little bit more time and make sure that we underwrite those and screen those customers properly. So the next thing that I want to talk about, the next thing that I wish I knew when I first started in the insurance space is something that we talked about yesterday with uh, Mike Fusco. A uh, big shout out again to Mike Fusco over at Fusco and Orsini Insurance Services in Mission Valley. Uh, big, big shout out. Thank you so much again for coming onto the show. Really appreciate you. Um, but one of the things that he mentioned was niching down. He says that when he started in the insurance space, he started in construction and he learned everything that he needed to know about the construction space and how insurance is involved. He talked about the riches are in the niches. I like that. He talked about um, the action over exclusion and sunset clauses and manifestation clauses and all of these different things that to be 100% honest with you, I'm not totally familiar with myself. That's not my niche. That's not my area of expertise. But that's something that I wish that I had done when I started out was pick a niche. Pick some specific industry where I'm going to become the expert. And that's something that we're pushing with our insurance agents over at Pipeline Insurance today is, hey, listen, it's great. You know, so many people want to be everything to everyone. And we've talked about this on the Business Bros pod as well. When you are trying to make everyone your audience, your audience becomes no one. And the same thing goes for us as insurance agents. If you are trying to be everything to everyone, you're not going to grow as much. You're not going to be as proficient. You're not going to be as efficient as if you just pick one area of expertise, stick to it, learn everything that you can about that niche and blast it, blast it. Uh, yeah, exactly what Nate is saying here. He says, I wish I knew to sell on education and value and not on price. 100%. That's another thing that Mike talked about yesterday too. Uh, something that our sales coach, Suzanne Romo, has been teaching us as well. Sell on education, sell on value, sell on coverages. All of these different things that, you're in, that your customer is going to experience if and when they have 
a claim are the things that you want to make sure they're covered for. Put every endorsement, put every coverage option that you can on the policy and give them the option to remove it. Tell them why they need this coverage. Why do you need the personal injury endorsement? Right? Oh, because if your kid says something on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever, and it causes somebody else a financial loss, you don't have coverage unless you have that personal injury endorsement. Right? Just, just a simple one. And all of these different things, though, all of these different coverages that are available in the policies, our expertise, our job as trusted advisors is to offer those coverages and make sure that uh, we explain them, educate the customer, give them the opportunity to remove those coverages if they don't feel that they need them. Got anything to say on that? Well, that that comes with uh, it's like it's like going to a buffet, right? But only showing the people one section of the buffet. They don't even have a clue that all this other food is there, right? So yep. of course they're never gonna know that that stuff existed. And and the the problem with that is you're only showing them the salad bar because you want them to get healthy. But the buffet has all kinds of other food. It's not up to you. It's not your decision to make to only show them the salad bar. Give them the opportunity to see everything else advise them on the health aspects of being in the salad bar section, but they're going to make the ultimate choice. Right. And that's, that's what, that's what I feel like a coverage is like when, when you're talking about policies and coverage, that's what I envision in my head. There's all these different coverages. And then the client, you're like, check it out. I got all these things. And the client's going to come up to you and they're like, you know what? I'm allergic to seafood. I really <laughs> love the way a cow looks. So I don't want any beef products, um, but I'll stick to chicken, pork, and uh, I'll go with the salad bar, right? Let them choose what they want. You are there to provide them uh, a, a smorgasbord of, of <laughs> products, right? And explain what each one is, right? And, and if you do that correctly, if you show them what's there, you're educating your client and they come up and decide what's good for them. Let them be. I hope you're in short. Exactly. I hope they're insured. When you sell on education value and coverages, you can bet. Okay, because you're you're gonna make sure that they have all of the coverages that they need, and you can bet that they will have the insurance that they that they require. I think we got a little bit off topic. We started with the niche, and then we went over to uh, the education and and coverages, um, but it, they are very much interrelated when it comes to having that niche. You really do become that expert. You really do know which coverages are available, and which coverages will be most beneficial for your customers. I think that's, that's about it, right? Anything yeah, else? Yeah. yeah, yeah pretty All good. right. What's another thing so, you wish you knew? Other things that I wish I knew is how to be of the best service when it comes to claims. Ooh. And this is something that, you know, as insurance agents, a lot of times I feel like our hands are kind of tied, right? It's when it comes to the claims process, we can help the customer to file the claim. We can stay in touch with the uh, claims adjuster. But what can we do? What are the things that we can do when, as insurance agents, when those claims are actually happening? And, you know, the biggest thing that I always tell our agents is care, right? Just show that you care. Make sure that you're touching base with those customers. Make sure that you are checking in with the claims adjuster. Make sure that you are uh, following up and, and 
moving that claim along. If you see that it's been standing still for a week or whatever, uh, get on the phone, call that call that person. Uh, I was really impressed actually with uh, Mike yesterday talking about they actually have an in-house person that is specifically dedicated to handling claims. And uh, I kind of wish that I had dug a little bit deeper uh, on on that one because I would like to know, you know, what are the things that they're that they're doing? Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I'm the first one to admit I don't know everything. There are so many things that I don't know. And I think that there's a lot of insurance agents uh, out there that are in the same boat as me. I think there's a lot of, of insurance out there, insurance agents out there who are still trying to figure it out, who did not have someone to walk them through and handhold them, who who are brave, courageous insurance agents and are just out there diving in headfirst and figuring it out on their own. So one of the reasons why I wanted this insurance podcast to be an interview-based podcast is because we can all learn and gain value from the experts that we're going to bring on this show. So I guess I'm going to call out, you know, any insurance agents that are listening in right now that want to share their in their expertise. I want to have you on the show. Come be a guest. Uh, go to www.carrierexperience.com slash guest and sign up to be on the show. We want to, you know, Mike said something yesterday that I thought was really cool. He's like, I don't have competition. Right. There's so many independent agents out there. And he's he said he's willing to share his knowledge with all of them. And I think that it's the same thing for for all of us that are in business. When we get to a certain level, we want to share our value. We want to share our lessons learned. We want to share the things that we know to help other people grow. So, um, yeah, if you want to be a guest on the show, thanks, Pamela, for the shout out. Appreciate you. Uh, Pamela is another one of our pipeline agents. Um and yeah, if you want to be on the show and share your knowledge, share your expertise, please, please come and join us. Um, what else do we got? Other things that I've learned over the years. Let's see. Uh, we talked about claims. We talked about niching down. Oh man, there's. I mean, let's. It's funny, you know, when when there's so many things, it's hard to just pick one. I'll 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 give you one. One that uh, one. that I think newer agents that get into the business don't realize. Um, you need a, an amount of time to build your business, right? So there's there's uh, the payout. So my background is in the accounting aspect of, of the insurance business. So I make sure that our carriers uh, bring the money in and then I make sure that our insurance agents get paid their commissions that go out. Um, and I don't do it by myself anymore either. I got a, you know, I got Corey that's got my back and he's, he's pretty much running uh, and hitting the shop over there at the, at the corporate office. But um, when, when, when agents get paid a commission, they don't realize that uh, there is a time frame that happens there. You write the policy. Let's say you write the policy on you know the fifteenth of the month. Well, you know depending on when that carrier uh, it pays out or has their cutoff date, you're gonna you're not gonna get paid to. It could possibly be ninety days out till you receive commission on that paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so you know dealing with that aspect of of you're not gonna get paid for possibly ninety days. Sometimes it's thirty days. Sometimes it's sixty days. But it Most can go of the as time far it's 30 yeah, to 60 thirty to sixty days. days. But sometimes even as far as ninety days. Mm -hmm. So so developing a game plan and knowing that that you're getting into this business and there's gonna be a time frame. Where you're producing and not seeing revenue, that's a huge, uh, a, you know, a huge blindside to some people because, you know, 
they're building a business and and you know we we always tell people when they get in the insurance space if you give yourself a good three years in this business you can build a book that will give you a residual income that you're looking yep. for right and that's 100%. a that's a good uh a good role model a good role play to have there now that's not to say you can't do it in the first year right that that can still happen you can for really sure. kick some butt especially if you have an existing business like a tax practice or uh or maybe you you handle payroll or whatever it is or maybe you you know you manage properties whatever it is adding insurance into your business will will hit the fast forward button on that because you have an existing book already so you're not out prospecting the same way now you're just providing an additional value to the agent to the uh, clients that you already have but nonetheless having that 60 to 90 day buffer before you can see that first paycheck is something that i think a lot of agents don't understand they only hear the residual aspect of the of the insurance space they only hear about i get paid every year every time the policy gets it gets renewed i get paid again they only hear that aspect of it they don't really understand at the very beginning that this is going to happen and then second on the commission side is you the agent need to also keep track of when and where you get paid because the agency could be the agency could be making a mistake and they're not going to show you the money the carrier can make a mistake and they're not going to show you money right so you know every carrier it's not just the you know you might have an appointment with a carrier but then each appointment might have multiple codes for that particular uh you know that particular company so you know you might have written a policy and then you didn't put the right code and the company puts it on another code and now somebody else got paid for it so you know keeping track of what what you generate and what business you generate and understanding it could take 60 to 90 days to get paid. Uh, those are things I, I, you know, I, I know a lot of agents wish they would have known coming up front. 100%. Yeah. It, for one, it's the time that it takes sometimes to get paid. And the other thing that you uh, touched on was the time that it takes to actually build your solid book of business, uh, especially for those agents that are coming to, that are, that are just barely newly licensed, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to take you time just to learn everything that you need to learn to write an insurance policy properly. Uh, if you are just newly licensed and you're lucky enough to get into an office where, you know, you have a bunch of people around you and plenty of mentors and everything going around. Cool. You know, you're going to have a lot of support right then and there. Um, but it's still going to take you, I would say at least 90 days uh, to to really become an expert, to really become a, a, a pro in just one line of business. Pamela says that she's super excited to learn and grow. Uh, she's talking about with Pipeline Insurance, our system, uh, so I'll jump a little bit into our system, uh, is automated. We have our onboarding process that's, you know, a bunch of training videos. We have a 90-day massive action plan. Uh, we call it the Agent Success Roadmap. And it's going to take you through a ton of training, everything from how to start the policy, how to write the policy, our company, all of our stuff. Uh, we've actually talked a little bit about the things that we discuss in that orientation here on the podcast over the past uh, week or so. Um and then it gets into more of the nitty gritty. We have a sales and marketing course uh, that is tied into teaching you specifically how to write insurance for some of our top carriers. Um, and then it goes into specific line of business training so that you can learn about the specific lines of business, depending on if you're focusing on personal lines or commercial lines. Uh, and then even deeper, 
into the nitty gritty for each specific carrier. So we have a ton of training available to you, fully automated at your uh, at your pace, self-paced, uh, which is really, really cool. It makes a, a big difference for agents who are tax professionals or have other uh, other businesses that they're running and they don't necessarily have the time in that nine to five Monday through Friday. It's things that they want to do after hours. They can just sit down and spend a couple of hours watching these videos every night and getting through the material and learning and learning and learning. And then the next day they can go in there, practice it. We also provide an agent support hour where we actually have people live uh, available to walk you through all of these different things. So, uh, not only do we have like that specific hour that's dedicated to that, we actually have a go-to meeting and it's open and available for anybody to jump in, but you're able to uh, make appointments and, and get that help that you need pretty much any time throughout the day, nine to five, eight, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. If you need some help, we've got the staff to help you out, uh, but we have a, you know, a daily hour specifically dedicated uh, to that. Uh, where were we going with this? Where do we start with this? What's the podcast? Plus the podcast, plus this podcast is, uh, you know, well, that's not specific to Pipeline. But yeah, we're going to be, you know, doing things and, and sharing the information. I'm going to be sharing all of the information that I learned on this podcast in my daily newsletter. And uh, per Big Bro's suggestion over here, my daily newsletter is also going to become some LinkedIn articles. So if you're not already following me or connecting with me on LinkedIn, please do so that you can get... Uh, those daily nuggets of information. Um, I think that's, I think that's about, about it. it for the day. Yeah. For the day, at least, you know, well, you at know least what? for this podcast. Now I'll tell you what, dude, we just finished episode eight. We just finished the second week of, uh, of the carrier experience, which is super awesome. Uh, and, and I want to give you a congratulations. You, you've completed your first interview this week. That's huge. Um, we've also stepped up our game when it comes to the recruitment process. We have an automated system that we're using through LinkedIn to connect with more people, to get more uh, insurance uh, people listening to the show, as well as being a guest on the show so we can bring as much value as possible. So I just wanted to say congratulations. Great week for the uh, carrier experience. Can't wait to see what we do next week, dude. It's going to be a fun one. It is. It's going to be more fire. We're going to just keep bringing it. More. Just keep bringing it. Fire. There you go. There you go. That'll do. That'll do. All right, everybody. As always, thank you all so much for listening in. Um, every single one of you listeners, you rock my socks. You have my heart. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Carrier Experience Podcast. James is a CEO of the Pipeline team of San Diego and is always in the market for top talent. If you are an agent looking for a place to hang your license, visit PipelineInsurance.com backslash agent opportunities or send an email to newagent at PipelineInsurance.com. You can find James on all social media at Insurance Broham.